electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals on their first ever World Series title, winning four games on the road. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures down about uh, 40 here. Some cautious headlines on trade from the Chinese, but we're up from early morning levels. Plenty to get to, whether it's Apple, Facebook, Starbucks, Lyft, Altria, and more. Europe's a bit weak. Ten-year, 173 is personal income and spending roughly in line. Our roadmap begins with Apple, set for a rally at the open, nearing an all-time high. High, expanding iPad and AirPod demand, services growth offsetting that drop in iPhone. Plus social media spat, Twitter banning political ads, Facebook defending its decision not to, saying, quote, it's not all about money. Facebook shares, by the way, rallying on those very strong earnings. And trade headwinds for stocks. Markets set for a mixed open after a report about China's long-term doubts about a trade deal with this White House. We'll begin with Apple, though, higher on better-than-expected quarterly earnings and revenue despite that drop in iPhone sales. Results got a boost from stronger demand for iPads and AirPods, as well as growth in services. Company issuing some upbeat holiday quarter guidance. Jim and Josh Lipton talked to Tim Cook about better sentiment in China as well. I was surprised at that when I was talking with with Tim, of course, with with Josh and with with Luca Ministry. The whole tone of the discussion was that things are pretty much on track, more than we realize. Uh, Optimism by Tim Cook, countered, of course, by blind stories involving Chinese officials who we do not know, who are saying, "Listen, there's no real long-term plan." That, That. I, I totally discount that. What I care about is boots on the ground, and that's Tim. And Tim is Tim Cook is selling a lot of phones everywhere. Uh, now, it, it's China's not as as great as you'd like, but does it really matter? This is not a phone story. When they decided that they were no longer going to release the granularity of phones, most of the people I talked to said, "Ha ha, that's because phones." are bad. What the reality was, was exactly what Tim Cook said, which is that phones are only a piece of the puzzle now. I listen to service revenue, and it's no longer just a kind of, it's no longer just a big as a toaster kind of thing. That's what they used to do. They'd say that this is big as a bread box, but not the, no, this is a company that has a multiple that's way too low, given the fact that it's consistent uh, and that China does not seem to be the be-all and end-all of what's going to happen. Well, it, the company. bears argue that it's the exactly that. The multiples had an incredible run just this quarter. So what? where, where should the multiple end up? If we're, we're, what, 20 now, 21? Jeez, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is a weak quarter, a transition quarter. This is a quarter that's supposed to be bad. We've got 5G ahead of us. They had a camera... Uh, the three triple camera that people felt didn't really mean anything. Those of us who like to take pictures at night suddenly can take pictures at night. They have uh, people said, "Oh, battery life, big deal." Well, it turns out that, geez, I, I can't run the battery down. A lot of people feel this way. And one of the thought that I said that I said to Tim was, "Hey, how about the AirPods? I mean, what's the deal with the buds? Okay, can we get them? 
Can we get the pots? No. The answer is, is that they're going to be very hard to get the noise cancellation. That they're trying. And one of the things he said to me was, we're running full out for watches. Full out for watches. Watches are a big part of the business now. So I say, if we're just going to be bound by the four walls of the number of phones that are sold, we're going to miss the fact that this thing might get a 22-23 mobile. 22-23. What about the fact that operating expenses growth now exceeding sales growth? Well, look, I mean... And I can keep just hitting these things to you, and you'll bat them away. Well, look, I I say own it, don't trade it. So far, I've been kind of right since five, when my daughter told me she wanted a second uh, iPod because one was pink and she needed a blue one because they were jewelry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, I just think that when you you talk to Tim Cook, Cook, I said, listen, entertainment, I don't know. I mean, don't you have to buy the NFL? I mean, yeah, whatever. I threw out some stupid things because I just like yeah, to hear myself he, talk. What did he have to say? He said, about listen, we're not going to buy a catalog. Right. We're not going to do that. We're going to develop our own. We're not going to buy a content company. No, we're going to develop like, like, like that days. unbelievable interview you had, that full day interview on HBO. Um, full day. Full day. Yeah. It's full day. No, it uh, was not. No? Okay. But anyway, he, he said, we're not going to buy a catalog. Well, so then I said, well, how about the long-term value of a customer? And Lucas says, yeah, Jim, I know what the long-term value. I mean, I ask the same question every single time. I used to ask the service question every single time. They say, yeah, the service question. <laughs> now I'm on long-term value, the long-term value. But the credit card. I mean, you know, like, I don't even have room to talk about the credit card. But the credit, they have a credit card that people are actually taking. This is not the magnesium card. This is being taken out of the pockets by millennials. Right. Well, did you, David, did you um, pay your bill this month? My FICO score went to like who knows? 480. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we did. Maybe Who knows? I, right? know. I, I like to look every morning how much I made. This is how I got rich. People say, how did you get rich? That's because I look at my value every day. I'm not really rich. I'm not really rich. I do have good olive grove, though. I, I feel that it's really important to recognize that this is a quarter where I actually had to say to Tim, Tim, you don't even sound that enthusiastic for the greatest quarter ever. He said, he said well, he's coming down with a cold. Ah. Um, well, uh, as far as targets go, JPM goes to 280. Right. Uh, Webbush and Davidson, 300. So we got some three handles on targets now. Well, look, that makes sense. How about Katie Uberty being completely right and people ignoring her the whole way? Uh, and she's talking about the service reacceleration. I remember the last quarter we started hearing about service deceleration. Well, there's service receleration. I mean, every time you want to count this company out or say there's something wrong, like, I mean, look, we saw a bad review, right? Bad reviews of, of, of a TV show, one TV show. Apple Plus. Stock went down $5 on a bad review. I mean, what are you kidding me? That's odd. I mean, this shouldn't have any impact whatsoever, you would think, um, in in their efforts so far in streaming. We've said, we'll see. You've got to give it time, like like a lot of the other things that they have done. And and five years from now, we may be sitting here with a very different uh, narrative about... But this is Apple del- TV and its success right. in streaming. Right now, it's not much anything. This is a delivery system. It's a fantastic delivery system. Um, you know, we used to talk about razor, razor blade. I'm tired of that. We talk about cell phone service, okay? Right. David, I don't know whether you paid your bill yesterday for, uh, yeah. con- you know, I, I, Apple Cares. No. I bet, I you know, it comes know. Every day there's not, a, something that comes the, through. The bill comes. 99 here, 299 And, and you there. never, it's niggling. Somebody and they did something else. And it's always at like 3.20 a.m. Right. Benioff called me at 3 a.m. last night. No kidding. Yeah, I took the call. What did he want? Uh, what he was, you can discuss with us? Uh, yeah, he just going second time to Disney. He likes the lightsabers. He does. Yeah, they're very heavy. How's the book going for him? Okay. Book's number one. Yeah. Do you turn uh, the phone off at night? Before, I again? keep the phone on. It's like, hey, man, how you doing? No, I put 3 the phone in a different room. Different the phone room. is not in the bedroom. 
That's actually a really good strategy. I mean, you get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you, the phone's right by your nightstand, you gotta begging you to you pick it up. You, you can't do that. You do. You got to get the phone away from yourself. Why? I need to be on every single second of my life. That's what's really important. Work, David, yeah. is everything. No, of course it is. And okay. when you die, you're going to be very happy that hey. you spent as much time as you did. You're yeah, not going to yeah. have any regrets. What's going to say he, more time. he worked too hard? Right, not working. Yeah, but the only phone? regret you're going to have is the few hours of sleep you got every night. I got three last night. That you didn't have I can't get work. Face ID to work. Will you guys help me um, with that later? Jim, before we move on from Apple to Facebook, uh, Tony Saganagi, who you've taken some, you like, but you've taken some shots. David, he's, still, he's, he's got so a nice. price target. He is so nice. And he says Q1 revenue guidance is somewhat reassuring, but we still think Apple will face material, perhaps 8% plus headwind to ASPs this year for the phone. Does he? Uh, meaning weakness in iPhone units remains a key wild card. Yeah, he's going to face material weakness in his research. I mean, honestly, this was just one of those stories that, it, it, look, I mean, it's clean across the board, as Katie said. In my discussion with Tim, I mean, you know, you sit there and you say, I have like 20 questions that I want to ask. Well, Josh asked 15 great questions, and he asked first. 20 hard-hitting questions. And, like, I get down, and it's like, oh, I was like, hey, you know, how's a, you know, how's a credit card? I mean, there's nothing... You, you, most of the time, I'm, I, you have a background call, and there's like, wow, one, two, like Joel Embiid, boom, 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 boom. No, it's like, uh, uh, you know, where'd you buy the stock? What price did you buy a lot of stock? There's not, I mean, this company is bulletproof. Now, I know as soon as you say that, that's the end, but people have been saying that. To, now, we'll, I mean, well, let's have a bear. There let's are, there bull are and still bear. risks, right? There there's are risks. always risks. Yes. I mean, there's thermonuclear war, it's always a factor. You got a president, hasn't ruled it out, right? No, honestly, I mean, you know, the numbers in APAC, they're, they're numbered, you know, they're like, they have number. do you know that, that, that they had a billion dollar, billion dollar foreign currency issue? Billion dollars. Billion dollars. Yeah, I know, but it's a very large company. No, but I'm just saying, you know, if the dollar got weak, what kind of number would billion. they print? Anyway, I just thought it was very special. I went to sleep with it last night. Well, uh, we're actually watching the dollar here at uh, see if it breaks 97, which would have wide-ranging implications. But uh, we'll, we'll watch Apple. Facebook's the other big story, of course, oh, getting a lift my. this morning. Social network better than expected results on the top and the bottom line. Beating forecasts for average revenue per user. Company says the Facebook app had a particularly strong quarter. MAUs up 8 to $2.45 billion people, Jim. A lot of this, though, overshadowed by Twitter's announcement minutes before the call that they're going to ban political ads. Yeah, something that I think that they disagreed with like the day before. Uh, 140 million businesses that are being powered. Mark Zuckerberg starts with that. I really like that. Uh, here's a stock that if you gave it a 20 multiple, would sell at 220. I mean, it's trading under 20 times gap earnings, well, right? It's crazy, David. It's crazy town. Um, their ad, Don't you think it's their crazy ad town? guidance was higher than had been anticipated. Right. Their OPEX, a lot, of, uh, a lot of investors were focused on what operating expenses guidance would be. Uh, they guided to OPEX growth of 32 to 37 percent. Right. Uh, that's below what some right. people were at. I mean, some were right. as high as thinking maybe you could hit 40 plus percent or 45 percent growth. That's not going to be their CapEx also guidance lower than expectations. Yeah. Therefore, everybody's cash flow numbers are moving up. And then to right. your point, the engagement wow. metrics, there's been no slowdown. There's been no, no slowdown in, in, in engagement, whether it, it's on the old, pla- the old the Facebook platform or Instagram, of course, which we talk so often about. And so you've got the right. bulls this morning, as you just indicated, saying stock trades below 20 times gap 
gap earnings, yeah. why wouldn't I own it? No, you have to own it. And the fact is, is that when you read through the beginning of this call, it's really Zuckerberg in existential talking about the need for free speech. I liked it. I like the empowerment theory. I like the fact that... Do you understand for a minute, though, his view on political advertising? Yes, I do. You do? Yes, I do. I, I, you know, I mean, uh, yes, I do. Aaron Sorkin obviously writing a, an editorial uh, about it. I just, it's the most powerful platform for distribution, you could argue, period. Right. Okay? Right. Why shouldn't it be held to the same standards well, yeah, but they, that all the other platforms are in terms of at least making sure the claims that are made in political advertising are not outright lies? Okay. Um, Why? I, Why is that a free speech thing? I, look, I know... For the most powerful platform there is for delivering... Information. Target, targeted information. Thank you. To, right. Okay, okay. The world okay, and they, the electorate. They, look, they, uh, look they're, okay, let me give you an answer to that. They're debating that right now. That's the, why I like this call. They're debating. This, no, they are, they're debating. You think Peter Thiel and Mark Andreessen, libertarians on the board, are going to change their mind? on the values that they've had for, I don't know, since the company was founded? But they did take down 50 million hours of stuff. I just they don't know, where, you know, free speech, I get that, but I don't understand where this argument goes that way. You mean like, the are they a Greyhound boss or should be regulated? I mean, why don't we go to the Supreme Court? Let's just go to the Supreme Court. I mean, Court. eventually, and you know, that's where the multiple points that's where come That's where it's going. Eventually, this... It's going to the Supreme Court. I'm not kidding. Oh, well, eventually, these things are going to be regulated. How can you not well, be regulated? Okay, they devote a huge amount of time to why things are going to go bad because of regulation. It was an incredible discussion. Incredible well, about he, all the things that can go wrong. And Zuck basically says that Instagram is at the heart of a lot of it, at least the antitrust part. I know, but I do think that Instagram, I'm trying to, he's got to focus a little more about all the businesses that have been built around Instagram and a little less about free speech, free, free expression. I don't don't dismiss the difficulty of parsing sort of how you do both, but but allowing allowing outright lies on your platform to be propagated by all, but in all ways, in terms of influencing, we know how influential this platform can be. Okay, all right, all right, why don't we just go right to Mark, why don't we go right back to what Mark Elliott Zuckerberg says. Yeah, you get free speech, but you can't yell fire in a crowded theater? What are you, Oliver Wendell Holmes? Listen to me. I will be if you like me. Yeah, okay, how about putting the troop transport timetables? Okay, right now the content debate is about political ads. Should we block political ads with false statements? Should we block all political ads? Google, YouTube, and most internet platforms run the same ad. Most cable networks run the same ads. And of course, national broadcasters are required by law to run the same ad. Is that not relevant? Is that not relevant? That's exhibit A. Yeah, that's exhibit A, but but we don't run ads that say, you know... David, that's it. I mean, what are you going to, like, foment? Don't foment. Well, this is exactly this is exactly why people are asking whether Twitter's move forces Zuckerberg's hand. They can't even get any numbers and metrics out of Twitter. Why is he you focus and I on could that? You an ad that, was, that literally had lie after lie after lie after lie after lie, complete and total well, fabrications, and it would run on the, on the platform. By the way, nobody's saying you can't post it. Or write it for free. Right. You just can't pay right. to have it targeted well, to people well, who you think will believe it. You know what? Hire another 50,000 people, which it, they'll do it. I mean, look, I'm saying they're debating. I'm not debating that they're not debating. 
they are trying to wrestle with it. His free did you read his free speech position in, in Georgetown? I did. It was as good as the Marshall Plan that was announced in the 1947 Harvard commencement speech. I kind of disagree with that. Yeah, you're probably that's overstating the situation. Yeah. But it was good speech, and he's talking about political. You know, he's talking about free speech and their role. He's debating it now. If Mark Benioff were here right now, instead of calling me at 3 a.m., what would happen is it was actually a text. What would happen is he would say, "You listen, it doesn't matter. These guys have no truth." They have no truth. I am saying that this is a different Facebook. They are debating these debating these issues. Why does no one believe me about could be a different? No, but if you say they're believe me, if you say they're thinking about this, thinking I about trust it. you. I do. They're, they're thinking about it. They're not. They're, no, they're not, the, they're, not the not they're, not, they're not the evil empire. They're not the evil empire. It's not the Soviet Union. When we come back, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. So much more to get to on this Thursday morning. Take a look at futures here. Squawk on the streets back after a break. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Time for a mad dash as we get you ready for the opening bell about 11 minutes from now. So many different earnings. We only right. talked Apple and Facebook. Let's get to DuPont. Let's talk about industrials, David. I think that there is an otherworldly uh, moment going on. Almost everyone I heard who chattered after the Fed said, well, why does he really have to cut? Well, why don't you look at a company like DuPont? Almost every line, except for the lines that are not cyclical, are troubled. And it's certainly not DuPont's fault. DuPont's about as good as it gets. So you have transportation that's not that good. You have uh, construction not that good. What is good? Uh, Nutrition. Particularly, David, you know one line I really like? What? I like the cellulose line. Okay. You know why? Why? Because when you eat a Beyond Meat burger, which that taste is a bit cellulose, emulsifier, DuPont. That is a secular growth story, David. It you is. know, cow uh-huh. versus wood product. I, I like wood product with ketchup. No, but it's just, I mean, honestly, organic sales minus 2%, yeah. offsetting macro weakness with price and cost discipline. The Fed has to cut because industrial America is not doing that well. And yes, it's true that Walmart's doing well, but this is a, look at this. You think well, this is this is why a Federal Reserve cuts, David. I know. Look at oh, that. Look not, at that line that I'm drawing. How fabulous is that and powerful? Clear that one. Yeah, I don't understand why that wasn't. Now, Ed Green is doing a great job, and what's going to have to happen is they have to split off nutrition. Probiotic split? I mean, we've been sitting here for years talking about the value that would be created as a result of the split of DuPont. That has happened. It is now Dow DuPont got together, split up. So far, not a lot of value created. No. Okay, you want want to point that out? Yes, I do. You you, you got me on that one. How many... How much time did we spend on that? Do you think there's the fees for the bankers and lawyers and everybody who advised on this thing and the activists and Ryan and Dan Loeb, just all of them? You're a negative, man. I was just I was just talking about the fundies, hell. Just right to Fed cut. I'm negative, man. Yeah, all right. Okay. No, I'm a downer, man. Beyond meat, David. Beyond meat. Cellulose. Yeah, it's, that's why it has that great taste. I didn't you learn something new here every day. You gotta admit that, right folks? We got, a, we got an opening bout to this. Whoa. 
What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Demand for energy is projected to continue rising in the future. To help keep up, Chevron is increasing their U.S. oil and gas production, and they're innovating to help do it responsibly across their operations, including their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand. Last October, Dow was down 5% for the month. This year, it's up 1% for October. And there's a look at the top gainers, uh, United Health, Cat, Apple, Intel, and Pfizer. Opening bell in six minutes. Don't go anywhere. You're watching CNBC's Quack on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in about three minutes. Uh, new tweet from the president just now. Uh, China and the USA are working on selecting a new site for signing of phase one of the trade agreement. About 60% of the total deal, he says, after APEC in Chile was canceled due to unrelated circumstances. The new location will be announced soon. President Xi and President Trump will do the signing. So we're looking for this to happen somewhere. We don't know exactly where it's going to be. There's a blind story which says from the, that we all believe from a couple of Chinese officials and we have no idea what they're saying. Well, they, the, Mofcom did say they thought Pompeo's speech was arrogant, a smear. Uh, what's the other word they use? A vicious attack. Well, look, they've been using Cold War language the whole time, though. Ever since the October 4th speech uh, uh, last year by Pence, they have been saying, listen, we, you guys have started a Cold War. And so we'll play Cold War too. I'm just uh, saying it's not all blind uh, right. sources say. Right. Today. I mean, it's like we look when you go back to the to the talks initially with with the old Soviet Union, and when you, when you talked about nuclear disarmament, I mean, there was a lot of talk about, hey, listen, we hate you, you hate us. And remember Reagan when he got great the great deal was trust and then verify. I just look at this. I do think that the Chinese better do some sort of. Some sort of faith. Well, uh, PMI came in 49.3. That was the weakest since February yeah, and for China. I mean, given the fact that all their numbers are phony, you think that it would be better. They could phony <laughs> it up a little better. You know? I, I think that the Chinese are not necessarily, I don't regard them as a member of the Council of Nations. I mean, we let them into, into the WTO because we thought that they'd be democratized. Instead, they got a president for life. Right? Is that democracy? Let's elect a president for life? No. Even North Korea has a real election. I mean, not really. Not really, no. It's not. They have 99% yes, of the people. We can vote all agree for... China's not a democracy. Right, well, yes. but it wasn't up the point. I don't want to belabor this. I'm just saying well, that. You sound exactly like Pompeo. Well, we I... accommodated their rise in the hopes they would become more free. Right. In response, they took advantage of our goodwill. It's, well, he watches mad money. To be fair, along the way, there were moments when that appeared to be more likely than not. Yes. But it hasn't but, ended up there. Look, Although I, I, they have developed their economy, I, I, become number two and, and conceivably right. number one. Okay, can we look, have you looked at Elizabeth Warren, putative frontrunner, perhaps her platform? She dislikes the Chinese as much as Trump does when, when it comes to stealing workers' jobs, but she also talks about how they destroy the air. 
Right. She gives you a twofer. Well, we're doing that here now, too. So. What, the California? Yeah. yeah. Just in general. Right. right? If they back. cut we're the rolling, darn trees. We're rolling back a lot of regulation, but a lot of pollution, too. In fact, for the first time, I think our air was, was, was uh, dirtier. had more final particles. Than- That's the opening bell. S&P 500 at the CNBC Real Time Exchange at the big board building homes for heroes, a nonprofit building and giving homes mortgage-free to veterans and their families at the NASDAQ Oyster Point Pharma, focused on therapies to treat ocular surface diseases. Um, all right, so we'll see how the president's tweet moves yeah. the open uh, just, seconds before he says, the... He says, read the transcript. I'm getting my mask out, David. You know I carry a mask at all times? David? I do know that. You have to. Who the, who the heck knows? I do know that. Yeah, you want to you want to weed out the fine particles. And it is a three it is a three M mask, but because of that PFAS problem with three M, you yes. still can't own three M. The mask won't help. I mean, the president. I think he look. He watches TV. He watches the futures. It matters. He's saying oh, things are all well. Now, I think that the Peter Navarro camp is is resigned to the idea that there'll be a deal. Resigned to the idea that there will, there will be, be a deal. There will be a phase one. Yeah, I think even the hardliner camp is resigned. You know, they accept that it might have to might have to happen. I mean, they would like to obviously see some executions for people who sell fent- uh, fentanyl here, uh, not facetious. Remember, they execute for white collar crimes. So why can't they execute for drug dealers? So you think uh, you think December fifteen tariffs come off or get delayed? No, no, I think it just keeps going on. I think that the president has to have one more. Listen, we're going to 35. He has to look like he's won. You know, the idea that the Chinese can't lose face. I mean, this guy, he's never losing face. Do you think this phase one sounds like more than half of the whole thing, as he just said? No. Sixty percent. I'm not sure. No, how you I get don't. To I don't know how. That's the. I, I think that's questionable math. Don't yeah. you? Yeah, I, I don't know enough. I think phase one's smaller, frankly, but it seems high. But remember, the Chinese first we heard from anonymous sources that they didn't even believe in phase one. Right. They didn't believe in phases. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't say the word phase right. they didn't one. like the yeah. word phase. Boy, they're incredible. Um, there's plenty of earnings to get to, yes, guys. Yes, I don't know if you watch, I don't know why Kraft Heinz is up 6%. Oh, but because of raising prices for Lunchables, Oscar Mayer, and Philly cream cheese. Even with organic sales down one six, they're able to put net sales down four point eight percent. Now they did have a negative two percent, two hundred basis point negative currency impact. But um, well, mac- macaroni sales and cheese are still was not up. going in the right direction. Macaroni, you know, there's a great line here. But, you know, the mac and cheese is up, Philly yeah. cream cheese. But what was lower? Natural cheese. So what kind of cheese do they have? Well, they it, got Velveeta. Right? Isn't that theirs? They've got Velveeta. You know where I th- you know that, that Frankie down the block in that fallout shelter was stacked with Chef Boyardee Velveeta. and Velveeta. I mean, this stock's been going one way for quite some time, but having a nice little pop. Well, this I mean, they, David, I was surprised that EB- EBITDA only decreased by 1.8% in the U.S. That's a big win. And EMEA was only down 3.5. I mean, look, the fact that this company isn't falling apart, people like. And I can't believe they put through a price increase for Philly cream cheese. Falling apart. I mean, I, listen. They were the they were lauded for their zero-based budgeting, of course, the resilience 3G, for their focus on costs, and there were warning. There were those who warned and said, you know, you can't just cut, 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 cut. You need to spend some money on marketing. You need to spend money on things to sustain your brands, or even find ways to reinvigorate those brands. I agree. And mm-hmm. that's what happens. Of course, Told they didn't me. get the Unilever deal done, but. 
and that was sort of a great moment to short stock if you had the yeah. guts to do that. But today, a better day for them. Yeah. How about a couple of losers? Etsy, you know, talking about uh, free shipping costing them money. I, I think this is short term, but it's been bad. How about a stock my travel trust tunes? Let's just go right to stick right, a stake. Twilio. Oh, Twilio. Twilio had accounting issues. Now, they were minor, but and they also had some slowdown. I believe in Twilio, but this was a this was a, a, a terrible call. And uh, Jeff Lawson does have a lot of customers there, but that was Twilio was. I, I have to put it in the suboptimal camp. Uh, and and then Wayfair as well. Um, yep. Loss was not as bad as expected, uh, but um, year-to-date gain I think is going to go south of ten percent now. Yeah, the, the shorts may actually win in that one. That's been a long short battle, and a lot of the guys who like it have been saying, "Listen, the shorts have to cover. The shorts have to cover." Well, it looks like they don't. Remember, Amazon has actual. You know, Amazon's targeting them. When Amazon targets you, I yes. mean, it really doesn't matter how many divisions you have. You don't have, a, you don't have as many divisions. They are a very tough competitor. Yes, they are. We've used the word because it is appropriate, relentless. Except for there's one competitor, strong and silent, Satya Nadella. Yeah. Microsoft Microsoft's tough CEO. Too. Yeah. Tough as nails. Yep. Black T-shirt, brother. So, Jim, when, cool you, when you uh, aggregate uh, Wayfair... Etsy, Twilio, Grub, Shop, Beyond. I mean, these first-half growth ideas, yeah. when, when do they come back? Jeez, I don't know. I mean, they're all in the penalty box. I mean, look, I, I, I thought Ethan, Ethan Brown, I thought he did a good job on Beyond Meat. Of the ones that you just talked about, I think that that one can actually bounce because of millennial stock traders who do love it. But Twilio is going to take a couple of quarters completely in penalty box because as soon as you hear that they had some growing pains, well, that's a real bad term. We've reverted to Fang. Fang was never really a way. It was just kind of being mistreated, treated as if a pinata, like the way Zuckerberg and uh, Mullenberg were treated in Congress. Pinata. Pinata. So you think pinata? I didn't get a chance to watch much of the Mullenberg hearings. You didn't? I listened to your analysis. And I, I listened to Phil LeBeau, of course. Yeah, well. You've got to listen to Phil. That was, uh, was tough. By the way, he was treated pretty tough by Phil. <laughs> yes, he was in the, have, in the hallway. Phil's coming after you. you I, don't think, I don't think Mullenberg planned on answering any questions, but Phil made sure there were questions. That was, that was good reporting, man. That was um, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace on line one. See you later. Yeah, that was, you know, was interesting and impressive. Good, uh, guys, I, I do want to update a story that a couple of weeks ago I talked about Marathon Petroleum, yeah. subject, of course, of activism pressure from... Um, from Elliot, also D.E. Shaw in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do uh, announce earnings this morning and an update on their strategic review, which has got some news involved in it. But you can see the stock selling off uh, rather sizably. Uh, it was a few weeks ago I said likely to immediately initiate a spin of Speedway, continue to review uh, potential divestiture in some fashion of the midstream assets. And uh, Mr. Heminger, the longtime CEO, chairman and CEO, expected to step down. Right. That's what happened. That's what they announced yep. this morning. Eminger says he'll retire next year in 2020. They're immediately looking for his replacement. And they're spinning off Speedway. This is, you know, people who drive a lot probably know Speedway. It's, uh, sure. it's the largest. Popular, yeah, the largest. Um, and it will be potentially the largest publicly traded independent gas station yes, company, yeah. stores. Uh, right now it's embedded in the company. It's going to take a while to get it to, to get there, perhaps a year or so before it's an independent company, but they're, they're saying the value right now within Marathon, given the multiple that company gets, is about $10 billion. The thing does a billion and a half in EBITDA, so they think 
that it is amongst the best run with the highest margins and therefore could uh, Jim uh, garner perhaps evaluation in the public markets is on 15 to 18 billion dollars hence the creation of said value not being seen that way in the markets today though. look at unlocking the value of the midstream business you know david i don't want a midstream business it's a terrible business right now a lot my, of you know, my understanding is that's a lot harder to do in terms of it's it's intertwined with the with the other biz, with the other business. Right. I agree with that. Marathon, and very tough to separate. That is at least what people who've been working on looking at this tell me. That it, you know that's just going to be a much tougher yeah. separation. Not that they aren't thinking about it or trying, but it's harder to get done. Yeah, Speedway I, was easier. They built it, obviously, the Endeavor deal, the Hess deal. They right. built it significantly they built it up, but I don't want, from I don't know $400 million to a billion and a half in EBITDA through deals for the most part. That's an easier In story. the end, David, it has something to do with oil and gas. And if it has something to do with oil and gas, I don't want to touch it. By the way, how's Aramco doing with that deal, that trillion-dollar deal? That's what I really want. Like a hole in the head, like a bolt to the head, which is, of course, why you need Beyond Meat, because you, don't, you spare the cows. Our energy is the worst sector of the month. Uh, all these be. talk about blind headlines about... Aramco unable to lock up Cornerstone investors. Oh Are we going to learn more on Sunday? Oh. Never a response to the to the yeah. uh, to the attack they took. No, Peloton, Smile Direct, Aramco. In other words, stay away. Stay away. Yeah. Aramco would be the most valuable company you in the world. You didn't get that at all. Well, 68, uh, actually, 68 billion in profits. Stay so away. far, five percent yield. But you know what? BP is a sixty-eight percent yield. They can. They didn't increase the dividend, so the stock got hammered. But would you like a sixty-eight percent increase? Sixty-eight percent yield with a company that is an honest, terrific company, or would you like a black box like a Ramco? Who the heck knows what they're doing? Well, they're taking a lot of oil out of the ground and selling it. Ten million the world. barrel. Yeah. 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 Well, I that's know they're good. doing that. It's oil. Do no one wants oil. Well, how's Shell doing today, by the way? They had decent numbers, right? Decent numbers. Who the hell cares? <laughs> um, speaking really? of decent. Who cares? Yes, who cares? Well, that's Shell yes, who, who cares? cares? Yes, who cares? Who cares? David, it's like watching Houston versus uh, Washington and thinking it's the Rockets versus look, basketball. There's Royal one, Shell. One next, I guess eight, 158 right. versus 157. <laughs> Look at that Royal Dutch. Oh, yeah, that's great, David. Decent numbers. So it's only down X. I mean, BP, I was on that. That was like a really good quarter. Yeah. And uh, the cat calls, they started immediately. By the way, McDonald's is bottom. Apropos of absolutely nothing, McDonald's of course. is bottom. You think McDonald's is bottom? Because how many times can you factor in Wendy's breakfast? I had Wingstop on last night. You know, there's a big existential crisis going on in Grubhub. The promiscuous. <laughs> yes, what? the promiscuous Grubhub. Yeah. No, you were the promiscuous one. No, I'm not promiscuous. You were flying all over the place having different delivery options. Well, you I, were promiscuous. We were using caviar at the Longshoreman. Hey, big Halloween party. De- definition first number two. Not the licentious part, the other. Just, right. Just all over Right. But what matters here is, is that lose, they are up against this DoorDash. It's the last great venture capital giveaway. It's got a WeWork feel, but it's better. Don't worry. It's not WeWork means Adam Newman, which is a lot of connotation. I'm just saying that, like, DoorDash, I don't want that stock either. I just don't want it. It gives us a chance. You mentioned McDonald's. Uh, Duncan did beat. Uh, they raised their guide. Comps up 1.5. It's been a long time since they've had a three number on comps. Yeah, they're doing very well with the with Beyond Meat. And then Starbucks um, uh, meets. Thank you for Starbucks. mentioning that. Starbucks Global Comps 5. We're going to talk to Kevin Johnson KJ, tomorrow. KJ's yeah. in Japan. He couldn't speak to us. It's, it's all about cold brew. It's about Nitro Day Park. Fantastic. 
news stores in, in China. You, if you listen to him, it's like China. We're like best friends. Between Tim Cook and Kevin Johnson, it's like, hey, it's a big exchange program. There's just so many Chinese. What's matter? That was funny. Thank you. You're There's right. so it's so many Chinese stores opening, and they're doing terrifically there. Kevin Johnson is just doing so much. By the way, can I just say, it, business is the best uh, best force for change. Orange. He, he's wearing a green apron right now, Kevin Johnson in Japan. Do you know that during the month of October in Mexico, they wear orange aprons in order to be able to give money? They're the, the orange aprons in Starbucks. Everybody, the stores are devoted to charity. Huge amount goes to charity. Right. Kevin Johnson is a big hire of the vets, and they give a lot of money away, and they don't get enough credit. They put a lot of people through school. But all we do is bash business in this country. Ethical capitalism. Ethical, um, ethical. Uh, now, speaking of, of something you don't like, uh, did you see Altria reported numbers and wrote down their Jewel investment by Yeah, they're now talking dollars? about the other, David. They're not talking about them anymore, okay? Talk about the ICOs. They, right. Well, ICOs is the, is the Philip Morris don't, don't you think product, it's they, they are also marketing here. Howard Willard applauds um, the changes at Jewel. He not, uh, not right. He applauds right. the changes at Jewel, including the management changes. Yes. Yeah, he but, actually I mean, says we, it was a couple of weeks ago we reported on uh, you know, a trade that had taken place in the second yeah, How much is Fidelity Jewel writing down? at 90 bucks a share, which is significantly down yeah. from where. The, I don't even know. Uh, Altria took its position last year when they spent, what, $12.8 billion for 35%? I think Jewel should be a prescription product like that. Ad we see for that turkey, football games. It should be a prescription product. Right? I point out though, none of the vaping illnesses are traced back to Juul. Thank you for that. None. Yes, thank you for that. Also, it's been uh, six weeks since the White House floated this idea of banning flavors. Uh, so far, nothing has happened. No, uh, Squawk but... talked to a congressman this morning who's still pushing for limits or a ban on mint and menthol. Well, how can you not? I mean. I mean, you know, and then Jules always quick to say, look, if we don't, if you pull us, then the Chinese will flood us with ones that are, I mean, you know, it's the usual rap. Maybe this thing shouldn't even have been born. Maybe it should never have been born. Well, smoking replacement is not a bad goal. Well, so Jim. let's have a prescription product. You're hooked on tobacco. Well, your complaints with the FDA well, is what it is. The FDA should have watched you if they watch your doc. They would be mortified about how they prevent, they allow, what, a 15-year-old Michigan girl? We went there. We talked to them. That's amazing part of the story is that it... That was the best doc. It finished Jewel. Well, second to David's, of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, we should probably go to Which Rick one? right now. But. We are going to get to Chicago PMI in a few moments, having already gotten uh, personal income and spending so far and claims. Let's get to Rick. All right, uh, buckle up. We're going to go fast before the number. Let's look at four one-week charts. Be cognizant of the fact 10s minus 2s, which was at 20, is now at 15. So, yes, you see that yields and long end are dropping faster. Look at a one-week of 2s. Everything is giving up its pops. That pop took us to 166. We're now 10 basis points below it. 10-year, we had popped up to 186. Now we're back down to 172. If you look at Boone's, they really need to hold this current level right around minus 40. They were at minus 32. We've been following them, but they for sure followed us and all global rates that after the Fed decision yesterday. And finally, there's the dollar index. Now you can see a one-week chart. What you can see is we are hovering just above a level that if we take it out, we'll be at the lowest level basically since the end of July. We'll call it three months. Now we're going to look at our October read on Chicago PMI, expecting a number in the 
zip code of 48, and we are nowhere near it. It is 43.2, and this isn't going to be pretty, folks. We have to really go back in the Wayback Machine to get a number this slow. Uh, 43.2 actually comps to the same thing that 47.1 last month did. Comps back to December 2015 at 42.1. There really isn't much in the middle there. So uh, uh, sequentially, a big drop from 47.1 unrevised to 43.2. But we end up comping back to the same place in both instances. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you for that. Uh, down now, down 70 on that. Sort of brings us a chance to yeah, recap what Powell about. said yesterday about their way forward on rates. Well, look, I... This is not the number you want to see. Uh, I do think that Powell made a very good case for raising rates for most of his testimony. It really bugged me. He did not spend enough time. At one point, he said, listen, we talked to a whole lot of people. Well, why doesn't he talk to some of the industrialists? Because what they would say is, give us some relief. We're just really doing poorly. And um, here we are. I mean, that's a poor number. I, I, the market's going to go down on that. Yeah. Still, I mean... Still survey data, right? I mean, yeah, it is survey data, but and look, employment is. We had good employment, we had good claims, and I'm I'm not that worried. But I do think that remember the two economies are very real, uh, and when you look at electricity, which is a great way to measure things, electricity was you know use was down versus earlier in the year and year over year, and that shows you that's the real economy, electricity use. I think the banks get hurt on this number. Banks have been straight up, and people are going to start saying, you know what, the halcyon days for banks are over but again. That was in part because of the strength of the consumer and the banks. I mean, you pointed it but out, the, whether the, it was, I mean, even though J.P. Morgan obviously has a large institutional no. business. But, the industrial knows. But not the, that right. strong. But Bank of America, well, I, I mean, that was. I worry. That's a scary, you know, that's a not, I shouldn't say scary. That's a, a disconcerting number, the PMI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disconcerting. By the way, DuPont talked about housing not being that great, and that's, you know, that's all the stuff that the Tyvek, you know. Those in, you see it building. Uh, yeah, more. no, I see Tyvek. Sure. I see Tyvek. It's the layer there that they put yeah. on before. Yeah, of course. Well, starts uh, and permits in uh, September were, were down. Yeah, I know. So, well, how do you like uh, that? You've got to get this economy. You know, the president must be beside himself. Election coming up next year. You know that, David? About a year from now. Yeah. Yeah, one year. You keep saying it so far, David. That's going to be like tomorrow. And I think your appointment as Fed chair, if he wins, will be soon after. I told you I'd take the job in a nanosecond. When Powell's term is up. Well, he's going to, I think, if Trump wins, he's going to feel empowered to just (laughs) get rid of him. I'll go to Polo. We'll have a dinner. We'll see you with Kramer. Let's get to Bob Bassani, see what else is moving. Morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. A lot of trade talk headline confusion out there. That PMI number is not good, though, although the market is not moving to the downside. Just take a look at the sectors here. And what you got here is a lot of sectors that move on trade talk. Uh, uh, metals and mining, semis weaker, industrials. This is all trade talk stuff here. Energy, perennial disappointment. What's oil down four days in a row here. That's a big disappointment for the month. And, of course, uh, defensive REIT stocks move up. So very predictable reaction when you get confusion on the market. So what the good news is, we're ending October and no big blow-ups. Remember, everybody's afraid of October, bad things happening, but it hasn't really happened here. And we're entering a seasonally strong period. November is the second biggest gainer of the year for a month in the last, uh, since 1950. December is number one, so seasonally strong period. The backstop's in place in the Federal Reserve. Maybe they're neutral, but everybody believes they'll step in if things get worse. The market believes that right now. That's important. And we've seen some small rotations into cyclicals. Not a lot, but let me just show you what I think is going on here for the month here. So two biggest sectors in the S&P, technology uh, and financial. So there you go. The Fed has engineered a modest steepening of the yield curve. And there's your banks showing that. 
moving up. And technology, two biggest sectors move up. It's no wonder the S&P moves up about 2% uh, on the month. Semiconductors, hope springs eternal with that sector, and that's what's been moving technology. And you'll notice the former leadership groups, all defensive names, all are down this month. Staples, utilities, energy, of course, a perennial perennial disappointment. That's not defensive. That's cyclical, but that's an exception to the rule. So let's see. Why are we getting new highs, but not a lot of breakouts? It's because it's a new high rally with just big cap stops, the biggest caps of all. The five biggest stocks all are really outperforming. The S&P is up 2% for the month. Microsoft, 4. Apple's up 10% this month. Amazon, 2. Alphabet's up 4%. Facebook's up 11%. Put these five stocks together, they're about 22% of the market cap of the S&P 500, roughly. But you get the point. Five stocks are more than 20% of the S&P. When those stocks go up double digit, the S&P is going to go up. And you can have a lot of other stuff sort of underperforming and still get the market at new high. That is exactly what we're getting. And that's why you're not seeing tons of new stock, individual stock breakouts. How about the market concerns and what's out there? Well, there's a few things. We've, I've been complaining about the trading volumes for the last few weeks. They're very lackluster. We're at new highs. There's not a lot of buying enthusiasm. Instead, there's just lack of selling pressure. Different kind of mentality. Still new highs, but nobody's buying the market hand over fist. Very low volatility. VIX at 13. And not a lot of people sort of interested in adding to positions. Very confusing trading news flow. And December, we have, let's call it post-traumatic stress disorder. Remember, 20% drop in December last year. But it's a very different market. We remember the Fed was in tightening mode last year. Now they are not. And it's a very different kind of attitude why a lot of people think December 2020, I should say 2018, not going to happen. Guys, back to you. All right, Bob. Thanks very much. Uh, Be sure to check out our podcast, by the way. You can hear the opening bell hour of Squawk on the Street with Jim, David, and me at CNBC.com backslash podcasts or wherever you hear them. Dow down 76, and we're back to 3040 on the S&P. Don't go away. Some high-profile losers for the month, but Twitter's going to lead them all down almost 30% for October. We're back in a minute. Jim, what's on that? Columbia Sportswear and happy Halloween. We've got sweet people who own Smarties. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <For you. laughs> we'll see you at 6. Mad Money right here on CNBC. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.